Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Everyone's Favorite Teacher. Everyone's Favorite Teacher is a podcast that showcases educators who have a passion for students and learning. Rita Pearson once said that every child deserves a champion, an adult who will never give up on them, who understands the power of connection and insists that they become the best that they can possibly be. On this show, we pick the brains of champion educators who are dedicated to their students. I'm your host, TJ Parrish. Connect with me on Twitter at TJParish28. Our guest today, joining us in the mobile EFT studio, is one of my favorite people in the whole world, my sister, Anna. Anna currently works at Glenn Elementary School in Durham, North Carolina. She is at a she is a school counselor. She is known for her big heart and loves working with at-risk children. Welcome to the podcast, Anna. Thanks, Teach. Thanks for being our guest uh, um, today, listeners. Mom and Dad will be tuning in later. <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for that, Mom and Dad. Um, just first question: What was it like growing up in your big brother's footsteps? <laughs> I cannot believe that's your first question. Um, well, as the baby in our family, I'm, I'm used to falling behind somebody. I guess I thought maybe after age 12, people might stop calling me or referring to me as TJ's little sister. But at 29, that has not happened yet. So still waiting on that one. Well, bless your heart. And I'm actually the middle child. And there's an older um, sibling who was, who's, she's a doctor today. So she was brilliant as a child. And I made it until about sixth grade. And every year in school, the teachers would say, are you sure you're Aaron's brother? (laughs) And by about sixth grade, I kind of knew what uh, they're getting at. And I took a little bit of offense to it because I just wasn't as hardworking and studious as she was. But I was, I was interesting in other ways. Um, So Anna, tell us, what has been the most important lesson of your career thus far? Um, I, I know I've learned a lot in my first four years of being a school counselor, but I, I think probably the most important part is looking for resources. So I would say just thinking outside the box and really leaning on your community. Um, at my last job in Johnson County, I actually learned that, you know, if you just are willing to ask and, you know, have the courage to get out there in the community, people are more willing than you would think to donate their time and resources. And I think that, um, before that, I, I maybe sometimes was too shy to get out and, you know, ask for certain things. But um, just, you know, that that's one thing that's really helped me in my career so far is, is using the community resources and using people for their time and, and their skills as well. I think that is, that is a good lesson you've learned because I think too often we make assumptions that people are too busy or they won't support us. I have found in my experience if you ask people for their help, uh, they'll, they'll help you. They'll, they want to help. Yeah, absolutely. So um, what is the most rewarding part of being a school counselor? Oh, my gosh. There's so much rewarding about being a school counselor. I think some days are hard and you forget, but it's it's so easy for me to ramble off all the rewarding parts of of being a counselor. Um, I mean, it's fun working with kids because kids are hilarious, first off. The stuff they tell you and how seriously they take their problems will make you laugh, but you, you have to try to keep a straight face because everyone's problems are big to them. Um, But I would say my most rewarding part has really been working with families as a family unit, Um, just getting out into the community because 
you know, sometimes you lose focus. Like, I had a great educational experience as a kid. I loved school. My mom was like our classroom parent. She was always there. But some people don't have such a positive um, educational experience. And then those people become parents. And, you know, they kind of, that resonates onto their, their children's experience as well. So being able to get into the family unit, unit and kind of change that aspect for both the child and the parent has really been rewarding because I think it actually makes a big difference when you change the parent's perspective on education. Now, that's a great answer. One of the things you said early on in your answer um, was that everybody's problem is really important to them or it's big to them. No matter when we hear someone's problem, we have our perspective of it and that, that's not that big of a deal, but it, it's their problem. So um, that was something you said that I was definitely over here nodding my head about. Um, so what is the most challenging part of your job? Okay, well, this equally, I could probably ramble off a million things as well. Um, but, you know, I always tell my students that, I say Miss Simmons' number one job is to advocate and keep my students safe. But in that is um, the sad fact that a lot of my day is usually spent dealing with um, child protective services. And, you know, sometimes that leads to great things and sometimes it, you know, it helps the situation. But it's never easy to have to call child protective services and and really kind of intervene on someone's life in that way. Um, I always agonize over every decision I, I make and really think about it. Um, I think about what I'm going to say and, you know, try to say positive things, but also lay out the situation. But I think that's that's something I always have a hard time and, and definitely take home with me. Um, and, and one other challenge that I've really recognized this year is just finding new ways to reach kids. Um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, I had a really positive educational experience as a kid. I loved school. But, you know, you're going to be dealing with kids that had different experiences than yourself. And so just finding new methods and, and practices to work with kids is, is always something that I'm working on. Outstanding. Yeah, that um, that phone call to Child Protective Services is nothing we want to jump at. But unfortunately, sometimes that is what the situation calls for. We have to do what's right for kids and protect them. So doing that on a daily and weekly basis, I know, is something that you, you don't take lightly, but you do take home with you as well. Um, Can I offer one piece of advice to you, Teach? Please do. Um, something that, that someone, a mentor taught me and I really live by that is you can agonize over the decision whether to call but as long as you're calling with the facts and this goes for anyone because um, teachers out there listening I mean you are more than welcome to call than, than anyone because really anyone from the community could call Child Protective Services but really they have a great system for weeding out what gets taken and what doesn't so if you're thinking oh I don't know if I should call I don't know it's really always best to make the call anyways because they're going to be the ones that decide, and then that can be off your chest you know, and off your conscience. So just a little piece of advice. Absolutely. I love that advice. Um, and speaking of advice, what advice do you have for parents for helping their children navigate the bullying issue? Oh, my goodness. The bullying issue, the B word. The B word. <laughs> we hear it so much in education. Um well, I would say first and foremost, parents need to be educated just as children do. And as educators, we are constantly getting, you know, the latest and greatest information on what bullying is and what you can do. But just knowing 
the definition of bullying and, and what it is and what it is not, um, because that's often confused. I would say, you know, most schools have a great protocol for dealing with bullying, so I would say trust the system. And then also teach your kids how to properly defend themselves. And when I say defend myself, you know, obviously I'm not always talking about physically, but, you know, just the coping mechanisms that kids need to have when, when dealing with, you know, sometimes aggressive and mean kids. So I think having a serious conversation with your children about, you know, what bullying can look like and knowing how to use their resources at school is really important. That's great, and that, that will continue to be a big issue for parents, students, and teachers uh, going forward. What advice can you uh, offer to other educators about dealing with bullying? Hmm. That's a good one. I would definitely say just working it into your curriculum because I often get asked by teachers, can you come talk to my class? You know, we have this bullying issue and usually at that point, it's reached like the bullying point. You know, something awful has happened or the kids are just at each other's throats. And I think that if you actually, you know, just slip in little mini lessons into your daily curriculum, it can actually help the kids understand it on a, on a deeper level. Um, and then, of course, you can always use your school counselor, as, as the teachers I work with always have. Um, I love doing lessons on bullying. I re- recently did one uh, with a fourth grade class. Um, we did the old step to the line activity, which is always fun. It's a great bonding activity. You know, it's step to the line if you've ever lost someone that you love. And it really brings mm-hmm. the class together, but also shows them, you know, some humility and, and caring. So, um, and then also just on the technical point, just always document everything. Always document any incidents and, and just keep kind of a, a tab on what's been going on in your classroom. That's good. I think it is good to make bullying incidents, um, a, a teaching opportunity because I think oftentimes I'm an assistant principal. So, you know, one week I might have one kid that's engaging in some bullying type behavior. And then the following week they are being bullied or, or vice versa. So it, it's kind of a, it goes around and around sometimes it's a cycle that we need to break. Um, but I think educating and talking to our kids about it uh, can definitely help prevent it for the most part. So Anna, um, I have one more question for you. Okay. What do you want students to remember about Mrs. Simmons? Oh, well, gosh, there's probably a lot I want them to remember about me, too. I love when they remember my name, so that's that's helpful. But I think that um, in my current role, I, I'm mostly working with kids that don't have the most stable home lives. They haven't had the easiest childhood so I really just want my kids to remember me as a constant positive in their lives. I try to never really raise my voice or, you know, lose my temper or cool because I want them to see that there are adults that are positive and that care about them and that, you know, um, are really in their corner. So I just hope they remember me as, as that person that, that really cared about them. What do you think is the most important character trait we could model for students? I mean... The one I focus on mostly is just patience and understanding because I think that if you're patient and you listen to someone, you're more likely to see their point of view and you're more likely to want to get to know someone. Oftentimes I see kids just jump and want to respond so quickly. I try to teach my kids in small group lessons to just just kind of I tell them to lay back, lay back and listen and just listen to a person and try to get to know them a little bit more before you jump to conclusions. So. I think patience and understanding is something that adults could benefit from, but kids as well. 
That's perfect. So to end the show, my sister has laid down the challenge. When you, if you're on spring break or when you get back from spring break, take the time to teach and talk to your students about patience and understanding. Anna, thanks for sitting down with me today. Uh, we are actually at a, our mobile studio. We are <laughs> at a family vacation. We're on the, the back porch of our vacation home looking over the the Great Smoky Mountains. It's a pretty outstanding um, scenery for today's show. It is. I enjoyed our conversation. I always learn so much from speaking with you, because I know you learn a lot from talking <laughs> with me, your <laughs> older and wiser brother. Um, but th- thanks for taking your time today and sharing your inspiring words. If you want to connect with me on Twitter, my handle is TJPairs28. If you would like to be a guest on the show or would like to recommend a guest for the show, please send an email to favoriteteacherpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening today. We would absolutely love for you to write a review of the show on iTunes. Students need champions in the classroom, so step into your classroom tomorrow and be a champion. That is all for now. Catch us next time on everyone's favorite teacher.